At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hygiene. Welcome to Oral Hygiene. It is the podcast where we talk about educational films, experimental caught films, and interesting documentaries. This is Matt here, giving me a thumbs up. Andrew. A flash of a thumbs up is Andrew. With the this is Andrew up. here. And today, today it's time to start quacking. <laughs> yeah, you. Where'd you find this man? This movie. Um, I started. Tra- you know, I find these interesting. I. Uh, Caches, how do you say that? C A C H E, cash, yeah, of you know, interesting films. So, this one, I, I would definitely, I think I even sent you the link is a real black, like R E E L, yes, it has like phenomenal stuff on it, yeah, no, it does. It, you know, and I didn't, um, so this is from 76, 73, 76, Mid-70s. yeah, yeah, and it's a student. <laughs> An experiment is not just a student film, but an experimental student film. So that's two, two. And I think most uh, student films are experimental when you get right down to it, though. Yeah. And it's um, but it like triples down on stuff because it's a it's a documentary that never actually occurs. It's made by a filmmaker that's uh, not one of the directors of the movie. And a lot of it takes place in her dreams. Right. So. There's a truckload for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, some somebody subconscious is uh is is going on. Uh, I, I did, like the concept. It was a good concept. I did make my uh my first note just to mention the 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 Donald Duck pants, <laughs> which is I I think Luke explained that to me is when uh someone you know usually a woman but it could be a man is simply wearing somewhat tight pants that's the same, almost the same color as your skin. Yeah, might as well be like no pants at all. Right, exactly. Hence, yeah, hence you're like, the... should someone tell them? Did someone tell them and they don't care? Do they want someone to tell them? <laughs> and then last week I saw someone wearing a full-on Donald Duck dress. Oh, cool. Now that's that's uh, that's next level. Yeah, know? yeah, it was, I guess. So There's um, also the uh, people saying they have been porky-pigging, which means they are wearing a shirt and no pants or underwear. Okay. <laughs> oh, right, right. Because <laughs> you got the tail. Okay. Except the tail's yeah. on the wrong side. So, I oh, what's yeah. happening? Sorry, my mic went all funky for a second. Um, yeah, we start. <laughs> we start off this film with horrible sound effects and like a, a hardcore hippie. Lots of hippies in this movie. Uh, the, the 70s variety, I guess. Yeah, I uh, the audio for this, I have to admit, I muted because it begins making this like, I don't know if they're smacking their food or supposed to be sounding like they're kissing someone, but it was really obnoxious. Like, are you one of these people that doesn't like it when someone's chewing with their mouth open, smacking their food? Although, um, you know, in Japan, you're allowed to slurp your noodles if you're you're supposed to slurp your noodles. Yeah, no, that that. um that's not the, what was happening there. No, sound no, it was, was a just different really, 
It was like if ASMR were intended to make you vomit. That's what it sounded like. But after that, um, there are some nice, some bitchin' analog synths on the soundtrack. Yes. So that's kind of fun. They are um, awesome. A little bit of, you know, weird, weird um, psychedelic imagery here and there. You know, I was wondering if we were about to take a left turn to Psych by the 40 Witch or something. <laughs> it It could have gone there. I mean, there are moments that I feel like it, it approaches that right right so um i think yeah the audio when we watched or when i was watching i felt like my audio was a little out of sync which is you know just a, a peril of this particular trade i guess but uh <laughs> yeah no it was out of sync for me too um and you know it's an experimental film so who's so we know it's that's supposed not to be that it. yeah i'm pretty yeah. sure it wasn't no it's hard to imagine know. that they would have gotten any kind of grade for having out of sync sound mm -hmm. I, what i wonder what grade this film would have gotten then you i don't know it? and you know not to skip ahead too much but there's a there's a part where althea bacon who is the filmmaker in the i'm going to call quack an anti-film <laughs> i think it, it checks most of the boxes for being an anti-film um there are because it's a good 10 minutes before you even get to the fact that she's the director and that they're making a documentary film. That's the whole point of the movie is that um, she just can't get uh, a leg up. But uh, yeah, she's actually talking to the and it's supposed to look like an outtake, but they can't get the lighting right. She's like, it's too dark. Now it's too bright. And you hear the, the director within, of the film within a film's voice. And um, you hear her say, you're not going to get a good grade if you don't <laughs> stop messing this up she says to one of the crew guys who's on you know seen on camera that was put in so when it was scored um or, i mean graded or whatever that he'd be like oh i can't actually give it a bad grade because they already called me out on it i know i did have that thought a few times during this like is this a cop out or is this creative it is quite a bit just i mean usually when you see 70s films um it's it's like black exploitation, which this is again anti-film is completely different than because I'm thinking about the 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 not the studio stuff, but the stuff where like you know like the pe people in a community were actually putting up the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a you know an independent production like that, and um, this the movie does actually address racism. As a matter of fact, I think the whole thing of Althea Bacon's and her character, which I'm going to assume this is not the person's real name. <laughs> um, she deals with white men who are constantly well when she's introduced the white guy playing the piano actually calls her a racial slur and uh, in a french accent <laughs> but um yeah at, at every turn when she's trying to talk about what she wants to do with the film it's a cut-in of a, a white uh, film student or just some rando white guy uh talking over her or dubbed over what she's trying to say so even now i think this kind of tracks you know yeah, I wrote down the uh, the quote, you're black, so I've got to be white, which I'm not sure that logic holds, but whatever. <laughs> no, no. But he was doing the whole like the myth of reverse racism and things like that. You know, he's, he calls her sexist at one point. Like, I, get, I guess the image that holds the most is the uh, the window from the dream room. The window from the dream room. Now, now you know, you're talking about an experimental film <laughs> window for the dream room coming soon. No, when she walks into this room, it, the whole the the doorway is um, chainsawed into a, a five sided doorway. Yeah, that was the best door ever. 
It, it was actually, I was like, okay, so when it shows her going to sleep, is she waking up? You know, that's the, the benefit of having uh, someone, a character that falls asleep in the movie is that you can be like, oh, that didn't really happen. Like three or four times is like inception level. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I guess, you know, not except for that, uh, that Scrooge McDuck cartoon, you know, like uh, they didn't really do much of that beforehand in the movie. So, yes, but the ground you were bringing up the window, she's got this panel in her wall and, um, you know, she's filled with doubt about her abilities to make movies. She's filled with doubt as to whether or not she's doing the right thing. Um, she's struggling with that kind of stuff, but she then appears to be struggling with like, say the white men in the dream were harassing her. Well, or the white men in real life were harassing her. And she is dreaming. She opens this panel on the window. There's or a panel on the wall. There's a window there. And all of these zombies who are all these white dudes are like, ah. I mean, that was very unexpected imagery. What'd you think? I mean, that was crazy, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I, I guess that was more or less the money shot of this uh, film. Uh... Yeah. It's you don't get the, there, there's odd moments like the spaceship stuff and all of that, but you don't get the sense that you're going to see anything that's kind of like horrifying until you do. I'm just thinking from all the, whoa, I'm just thinking from all the stuff we're saying, you know, it's like, yeah, you kind of, th- this is one maybe you do have to watch. It's just so ridiculously all over the place. It's like, yeah, yeah. part of the spaceships, man. <laughs> well, you know, there's some people who say like, well, we don't want messages, especially like sociopolitical to be like really on the nose. We just want to see a movie, but on this side of the spectrum, it's like, okay, I don't know what they're communicating because it's too like it's too obtuse, too abstract, I guess would be a better term. Unless you're into dancing, they had a, a nice long quack dance for everyone. Yeah, I loved her dancing and I also loved when she's got prying her eyes open and you're seeing the whites of her eyes for the most part. I mean, I came away, I don't know about you, I came away like thinking that Althea Bacon, I'd really like to hang out with. With Althea Bacon. Yeah, yeah. She's I mean, seemed, she seemed uh, cool. Yeah, there's some, there's a good charm factor here, I guess. Um, uh, what, what is it? You, oh, no, it's, it's you can, if you have a great director, you can have a bad actor, uh, although she's pretty good in this one. So um, that's the opposite of what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> yeah, and I'm guessing one of the guys ends up on camera. They're either fellow, fellow film students or, or it's directed by two men. So I assumed at some point one of them just shows up on camera. Um, but, uh, she's really, really likable. I mean, she's, she's great. Like I was not expecting to walk away from this going like, Hey, I really like the actor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know? she's very much the thing that sticks in the mind of this movie other than the, uh, zombie window. Yeah. She's on screen for most of the whole time. I mean, it's definitely a movie about her, even if it's not. I don't know to what degree she was involved in creating it other than, you know, doing the performance. But uh, yeah, I, I made the note, you know, uh, the pacing here is also a little bit like your your space boobs and space movie where we start having interviews about the movie halfway into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I wanted it to be kind of a you don't know what you're going to see next kind of an atmosphere. And um, hell, everything I do is an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> You mean just in film or, or everything? Um, well, I mean, yeah, like, uh, well, definitely in a creative sense. You know, I, I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. And so 
I like, I think of our old movies, uh, the, the way we were at the beginning and how I sometimes wish I was, I didn't know as much as I do because I feel like something's really lost over time when you become better at something than you once were. Yeah. Well, I guess you learn it, then you unlearn it. So you're just not, you know, it's in the back of your head, but it's not like actively being used. Yeah. But I more so in another movie that we're going to talk about uh, than this one, but it's still like, I, I would, I'd be comfortable calling us experimental artists, experimental filmmakers. I was just wondering if you were being experimental at the McDonald's or something. Uh, more so at like places where you have a lot of ingredients for either ice cream topping or milkshake ingredient. Uh, Um, that's where I like to kind of do the, that, that, that's an area where I would consider that. (laughs) I'm into the, the ice cream store experimentation. That sounds like a, (laughs) that sounds like a shitty jam band. (laughs) It does, man. The ice cream store experiment, the shoestring experiment, the everything Uh experiment. I'm still pissed to the ice cream store. I don't know if you were at that gig or not. It was at the Star Bar in Atlanta, I think. And we ended up going on like 1.30 or 2 in the morning because like, cause some guy was late from the ice cream store. Like he worked at the ice cream store and he was late. And, and then the first band, the second band used the same equipment so they couldn't take, take it down, I guess. And we ended up going on at 1.30 in the morning. Oh, they must have hated you for some reason. Yeah. No, no, no. It's like, like, like yeah, they were waiting for, because they had the sa- stage was already set and sound checked, and yeah, we had to wait for the drummer to show up or something from the other band. That's poor management, poor floor management. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, no, absolutely not. They must have hated you. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> when, when we finally went on, we just started playing lounge music for five minutes. Did you only get five minutes? No, no, we got a full set. We just cleared the room first with lounge music. Okay. <laughs> I don't want nobody here when I start my rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Every, everyone's pissed off, right? That's real rock and roll. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Althea Bacon, I would, I would definitely want to see if she wanted to be the front of a, a band or something. The Althea Bacon experiment. <laughs> what, now, what would that be? That wouldn't be, that wouldn't be a jam band. No, it was the experiment. We've now taken it out of like a good yeah. punk band or something. So nah, it would be art rock, post punk. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Especially with the dancing and all of that. So oh, you um, know they got to have the dancing in there, and then uh, now there would be no good way to get that window in. But um, no, uh, you let fans go like to the long side the stage and then they can open the window and people are just in there like <laughs> that would be great of course one person in the band is responsible for making that awful smacking noise at the beginning of the movie <laughs> it's like between songs instead of banter it's <laughs> yeah did you ever um come across the in athens the like 20 years ago the olivia tremor controls dream booth um I saw them play, but I don't think that was a component when I did. Okay. It, it was um, like 97, 98. I, I think they didn't do it later on, but I, I went to one of their earlier shows where they had a, in the 40 watt, they set up, it was almost like a little photo booth, right? <laughs> Except it looked all trippy. <laughs> and you went in there and, and you were supposed to hit record and d- describe your dream. <laughs> That's actually awesome. And I think they used a bunch of those recordings for, for a, um, like kind of an ambient album oh you're probably on it then huh 
I don't know. I think I think I went in the dream booth after that album had already come out, so I wouldn't be on it unless they were time travelers. I mean, Maybe. it's the dream booth, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I already like I already knew what it was when I saw it because that album had already come out. But uh, yeah, another it, Matt Comages exists because one of you went into the dream booth, thus creating the other. Oh, OK. I, I found a few online. There seems to be a golfer with my name and yeah. um, and like a firefighter. Yeah, I mean, one of those. I, I guess your name you'd you. find more. Yeah, you'd find more hits on on your um on your name. I guess a, a little. Uh, yeah, more, I guess not the most common last name, but somewhat. Uh, there's a footballer. You know, it's just about when you when you type my name into Google, who comes up, and I think there are two more famous Andrews shooters. There we go. So yeah, I, I think the golfer guy. I don't know. Maybe I'm gaining back by putting out insane amounts of content but uh <laughs> you are man i mean yeah, I, I bet those people haven't seen quack no no starring althea bacon i wonder how many people actually have like seen a film like this i mean not i mean we can't really judge from the number of views on youtube because there was all the years before youtube but uh there must have been a good 20 year period where like nobody saw it well yeah i was i thought that immediately when i was watching it. i saw it was a student film it's like well it's possible that the people that originally saw it in the class were the only people to see it, you know, and someone uploaded it to YouTube. Uh, and it's possible that none of the people involved, some of them maybe even have died before ever seeing it again, you know, but I, I do hold out hope that Eltia Bacon is out there somewhere and that she will emerge as a result of this podcast that mentions her name six or seven if, times. If, if that is her real name. Yeah. We're not well, we're not a hundred percent sure on that. No, she's she's probably a CEO or something like that. And you know, if anyone mentions Ultia Bacon to her, there'll be uh, there's a trapdoor. Um, <laughs> she presses a button, and yeah, they go to the uh, the sex pokey. The what? That it, it'll you'll your nipples will be flayed from your body. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was sitting there thinking about what what laser guided creatures could be under the trapdoor. Oh, laser kind of creatures. Well, they got the sharks and they got the sharks and Austin Powers. So, um, yeah, no, this will be lasers with freaking sharks on their heads. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That just go for the nipples. That's what, uh, last night I, I, I haven't, I haven't been watching the Olympics per se, but, uh, dinner last night they had the judo on, right? And I was just thinking, how cool would it be to have like an Olympic event? You can use karate, you can use judo, you know, just plain old street fighting, but you only get a point if you give a knee to your opponent's crotch. I'd watch it if that were, <laughs> that were the case. It doesn't matter what the style is, but yeah, it's, uh, you, you, it, you can punch the guy in the face, no point. You've got a knee of them in the crotch. <laughs> yeah, the only way you could win. No, I'd absolutely watch that. That would be, that would be kind of like... Um, I mean, in in effect, you'd be making jackass an Olympic event. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I would just say it would then, <laughs> very. And then all, then all the interviews after, you know, every, like all the competitors would have like Michael Jackson voices because they've just been like kneed in the crotch so much. You, you know, even the winners, right? Because you got to practice and all that. So <laughs> yeah, what was your strategy? Well, I thought I'd knee him in the crotch, <laughs> but he need me in the crotch. We all need each other, don't we? <laughs> Yeah, that'd be cool. That's why. That's why I went for my Olympics. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you gotta you gotta bring something. You gotta you gotta have it. You know, you're competing now with other television. 
yeah. all these streaming things you're like you know the crotch olympics that's okay. of course modified from my um my, my dick puncher game it's like street fighter 2 but every move is um is all combos and everything are are, are at the opponent's crotch and there's no blocking <laughs> i believe he's described this to me before and i i still find it to be uh genius yeah yeah it's too bad i'm not a programmer or something but hey maybe someone this is listening as a programmer can make that happen <laughs> yeah his first name's dick his last name's puncher you know Two. We go straight to the second one just to, you know, screw <laughs> the first puncher. one. Dick Puncher 2, the, the dickening. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I, they're, they're making gold here, spinning golden webs. Um, yeah. <laughs> have a quick look at notes. I, I, there's some notes I don't even know what, why I wrote it. I mean, I, I should finish by They just get reading. a little weird toward the end, the, the notes. Um, I didn't have very many. I just mainly wanted to remember what the movie was about. See, I wrote um, you. You can make a phone number from eat shit, which you can. So yes, um, yes, I love that. Would that. Be an, that'd be a nice phone number to have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lord can't have my damn soul. We'll give it to Streisand. I don't remember why I wrote that. <laughs> Pretty good though. Yeah, yeah. Um, do, do, do. I just had this vision, man, and a vision of Otto Preminger. I, oh yeah, that's the only person name check in here. So that was kind of weird. No, <laughs> I, guess I thought they. I thought when she was praying, uh, at the beginning, she did a couple of other ones. Oh, but, maybe that. Maybe that. Yeah, that's when I wrote down Streisand. I guess. Yeah. There was okay. Some, yeah, because I mean, they are film students, you know, and so I mean, if I was going to recommend this to someone, it it might be film students because, um, not necessarily something that they watch and go like, oh, amazing. But it's just funny to see people be given assignment in a film class to make a movie and then just make this big anti-movie. I, I thought I actually found it pretty creative. Anti-film. So there, I, yeah. I guess we'll label it an anti-film. And Well, yeah, because, I mean, there's no three-act structure. There's no real plot. Uh, there's no real character development. There's no scenes or, you know, have no real consequence from each of them. I mean, yeah. It's lacking, lacking coherence. <laughs> uh, a bit, but it's still yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it's well, they get they use the uh, the whole. I mean, it's not like a reveal. There's like it's all a dream, right? So. I, yeah, and then she turns upside down for the ending. Yeah. And you're just like, but is she screaming because she's happy, or is she screaming because she sat on her keys, and her keys began to attack her? Ah, uh, that must be a zombie keys. I mean, it, that's the only logical explanation. They can't have one of the pockets of one of the dudes in the zombie window. Yeah, I mean, that's... Oh, we're just going to go with that because to me, that uh, that seems like super rational and super possible. Yes, yes. You have films. I do. Um, somebody wants to look up G-O-N-Z-O-R-I-F-F-I-C, Gonzorific. On YouTube, we have many, many short films, some of which would be described as experimental. Uh, there's been a resurgence of views on our movie Bleeding Candy. Uh, so um, that's one I recommend. Um, but uh, to get all the new stuff, you can buy um, Ariola Jones and the Home Video Vixens, gonzorific.com. We'll also be appearing uh, in public twice this year. First will be at the um, Punk Rock Flea Market at the Classic Center in Athens, Georgia on um 
this this coming uh, well i don't know when this will be out but it, it happened on july 31st and august 1st no it just um, happened yeah okay and then um uh there's also going to be our yearly screening our 20th anniversary show we at athens cine on uh, november 12th and 13th 2021 all right so the, is it hard candy with like a blood filling uh no no there's a pinata involved a monster pinata all right attempts to ruin a kid's party but uh there's some swift justice applied to that guy's noggin you'll see okay uh this is our hygiene we're on twitter we're on facebook you're listening to podcast now so you know about that at least that's cool um you can also check out matt and luke's sci-fi sanctuary also twitter facebook mlsfs pod at twitter facebook whatever um so yeah i think i said what i meant to say there there's ah, only one thing to say now that's quite fantastic <laughs> did you advance the film strip Are you on the final page? Well done.